Clark on the mic, yes I'm doing what I do Representing for the ladies, but he's speaking for the goons Back and forth with the banter, banter, banter You got questions, we got answers, answers, answers Every week we're bringing you the entertainment and the news Welcome to our podcast for the ladies and the goons Ladies, goons, ladies, goons, ladies, goons, ladies, goons Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode five of the Ladies and Goons Podcast. So, third time's a charm. (laughs) This podcast has been the bane of my existence today. The first time I attempted, or we attempted to record, um, and I know I pressed the record button, but it didn't record, and it was a great pod. And then the second time... Uh, yeah, the second time was just a shipwreck. So we're doing this for the third time today because we are determined to get this pod out tonight. <laughs> so um, once again, I am Real Clark and I'm here with... Sir? Oh, Buck the President. <laughs> I'm here with Buck the President. It is late. I'm old. So um, yeah, I'm tired, but it's okay. Um, I am, of course the voice of the ladies, um, specifically one lady myself, but I try to share my opinion and hope that I can bring light on a lot of different subjects. Um, I did have a question for Buck, and I should have asked this on our first pod, but I didn't. So I'm going to ask you to uh, explain what is a goon? A goon. G-O-O-N. Someone who's willing to do anything to get what they want. Mm-hmm. To obtain what they want. Sometimes you have to, you know, the world is rough. You have to be rough enough to get what you want. And then you have to be smooth enough to get what you want in a smooth situation. So it's just all around acquisition. <laughs> <laughs> Also, G-O-O-N is the acronym for getting ours officially, niggas. So let's get it officially. All right. So, yeah, my bad. I should have asked that or we should have clarified that on the first episode. But it's episode five. Um, Not too far in. So we're getting there. All right. Today, our topic is going to be on truth. So we're going to talk a little bit about truth. I figured we would start with the definition of truth. So the definition that I have listed right here, uh, I'm going to read this and then Buck has a different definition um, or another definition, I should say. Um, So this definition comes from the Webster's Dictionary and also uh, the Oxford Dictionary. And so number one says the quality or state of being true. Number two says that which is true or in accordance with fact or reality And number three says, a fact or belief that is accepted as true. Oh, yeah. Say that again. Number one, the quality or state of being true. Number two, that which is true or in accordance with fact or reality. And number three, a fact or belief that is accepted to be true. I guess that doesn't go against what I was taught. Since it doesn't say truth, it just says true in the definition. Correct. And we should probably look up the definition of true since it said true so many times. But um, I know you have a definition 
in the Black's Law Dictionary? Yes, I do, bro. You do, Buck. Would you like to share that? If you can sure. even see, it's a little dark over there where you are. The Black's Law Dictionary definition of truth is a fully accurate account of events, factuality. All right. Factuality. I like the word factuality. I'm going to start using that now. That's a cool word. I use the word actually a lot. So maybe I could say factually instead, as long as it's actually true. As long as it's actual factual. Actual factual. Right and exact. God. <laughs> God. All right. So we have our definition of truth. So now um, I'm just going to ask a couple of questions and see you know, where our head is as far as the answers that we can come up with or what we think about it. So the first thing I'm going to ask is, are truth and transparency synonymous? So Buck, what do you think? Truth and transparency. And transparency, I am defining as, well, it, it implies openness, communication, and personal accountability. It's not telling the truth, but providing access to all the data and encouraging inclusiveness in the decision-making process. It's not only telling the truth, I should have said. So, do you believe that truth and transparency is synonymous? No. I believe truth and transparency are not synonymous, but transparency and truth are synonymous. <laughs> and I think I know what you mean by that. So, transparency is truth because it is transparent. It is what happened. It is accurate, having all of the data, having everything. And then truth is, in relation to that, um, I guess transparency is always truth, but the truth is not always transparent. Yeah, you don't have to always divulge everything when you're telling the truth. Yeah, especially since that last line in uh, transparency says, um, providing access to all the data and encouraging inclusiveness in the data and the decision-making process. So I guess telling the truth, if the person is not included in the decision-making process, they don't have to have all the information. Um, and some people believe that if you don't give all of the information, you're not being truthful, but you can actually be very truthful about the information that you do give and just not transparent about what you don't want to share. Right. That, that normally happens in like business and court situations. Agreed. Those are times that you definitely, anything, yeah, those are times that you, you would do that in a business because you're responsible for other lives. I mean, in both cases, you're responsible for other lives. Um, so it's not just about you and what you want. And sometimes you have to make decisions um, that everyone's not going to be happy about. So you give the information that you want to. You're as transparent as you want to or need to be or feel you need to be uh, to make decisions. Maybe a little easier in business than in law because in law someone is is true is truly usually um, in control of your destiny in a sense and that sucks. In business, I mean, you are somewhat responsible for others, but it's usually not life or death. Ain't that right, boo? <laughs> true. All right, so. Um, 
Let's move on to another question, still dealing with truth. Will the truth set you free? Do you believe that the truth will set you free? I believe that the truth will set me free, yeah. Because yeah. my freedom my freedom comes from the ability to not live in fear or guilt. That makes sense. So as long as you are... Well, as long as you hear the truth and you are truthful, you feel free and you feel good about yourself. Correct. Correct. That's Hearing, good. not so much. Hearing the truth is, is hard to judge. Or knowing the truth, I should say. Right. As opposed to hearing. Or somebody tells you the truth. Yes. No matter how difficult it may be to hear, it's still the truth. A lot of the things that we build, you, you hear information, you gather information from people, and our entire lives, we're building off of that information to build our lives. So when you build on the truth, it's usually a strong foundation, no matter how hard it is for you to, you know, to, to deal with it. When you build on lies, the foundation is not strong because you're building on what you think is the best out of what you know. And if the information you're giving is false, then what you're doing will fail at some point. So you can't base your life on false doctrines. This is true. This is very true. It must be right and exact. God. I mean, it's sad because a, a lot of the times we don't know what is the truth. So we have to, we have faith and we research and try to educate yourself. Um, not everyone does. A lot of people just listen to whatever is told to them at a young age and you take that and you, you go with it. Um, but yeah, I mean, in that sense, do I think the truth will set me free? Um, I think ultimately the truth sets you free. The journey, the journey before you get to that end of that freedom might not feel that great, but at least the truth is the truth. So there's something there's something to be said about realizing what is real and you know, no matter how bad something is, you're still here to deal with it. So it couldn't be that bad. You're not you're not gone yet. The truth helps you helps you determine how you should move more accurately. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree makes with you that. More aware. Yeah. And awareness is great. It is a great thing. It's something that we all should have. I'm not a fan of manipulation and deception. That's what we got into that earlier on another part about the gender roles and stuff like that. Yeah, that's true. So now another question. Is that what you really want? Is the truth what you really want? All, all the time. time. All the time. All the time. Buck the president says all the time. So if Buck were to run for president, you know that you can get the truth from this man and he expects the truth back. He's thick-skinned. He can deal with it. All the time. I do not want the truth all the time, but I also don't want you to lie to me. So I would be one of those people that at times can be okay with not with, with less transparency. Just tell the truth about the things that you are telling me um, and then... You can keep the other things to yourself unless I ask. So I'm one of those people that will seek the truth. And if I ask you, then yes, I would like for you to tell me. But when people um, 
want to impose their thoughts and their opinions and their truth and whatever that is, if I'm not ready to accept it and, and deal with it and process it, I just don't want to deal with it. I don't want to have it. So I will say I would, I, I welcome the truth. I like the truth when I want it and not just off someone else's terms. I don't think that's necessary, necessarily good, um, but it's where I'm at right now. That's where you're at? That's where I'm at. It's where I am. It's where I'm living. It's my headspace right now. Um, try to grow every day, but, you know, sometimes you fall short. And you start again. As long as I wake up the next day, I know that I have another day to, to, to work on something. So, uh, Buck, do you believe that an intimate relationship... Um, can survive without complete honesty and transparency. Survive. Yes. Survive, meaning long-term, thrive, hopefully, but survive yeah, at the very least. Thrive and survive are two different things. The yeah. Relationships could survive in the most toxic of scenarios with people who are toxic and who are, like, who have, like, what's it, like, uh, emotional bonds to people based on trauma yes and are those long-term usually sometimes they sometimes can be i think lifelong. they can be yeah lifelong yeah lifelong even if the lives are short yeah right <laughs> so long lives long lives and long-term relationships okay so yes intimate relationships survive without complete honesty do you believe that's true i believe they could survive I don't think they could thrive. Yeah. I mean, I think they can survive. The only way that I can see it thriving is if there's a balance in the two personalities. And not necessarily that it's a great thing, but maybe one personality does not want. the They, they want to be blinded a little bit, and they're comfortable in where they are, and they're happy with the parts that they're happy with. And the other personality, is, of is course... A liar. The other personality just does what they want. But if one person is, is willing to be blind and they're they're dealing with what it is that they want out of the relationship, then a lot of times those things, th those can survive. Even when people step in and they're like, this person's not good for you. They're doing X, Y, Z. Sometimes people will say to you, leave me alone. I know. Right. I, don't, I don't care. Um, I mean, it's still a judge. It's still someone else judging and saying whether or not your relationship can survive. I think it's possible. Um, they might not be the healthiest of, of relationships, but I think it's possible. And those trauma bonds are strong. They are. They're really strong. And they're cyclical, so it doesn't stop in that one little trauma. Those people either have friends, family, or children that they then pass that on and show and, and, and show someone else kind of like this is what life should be or this is how a relationship should be, and it, it creates those um, those cycles. Do you believe a business relationship can survive without complete honesty and transparency? Definitely business. Definitely, I agree. I think, I mean, I hate to say things like most or always, but I'll, I'll, I'll go out on a limb and say most, especially most successful businesses. There are a lot of businesses that don't survive at all, and they may be a little bit too honest and... <laughs> Too honest and too like, transparent. Most of the time, like how they call a need to a need to know basis. Yeah, government operates off of that a hundred percent. Even other people in the government, they're like, nope, you don't have the clearance, right. and it's just understood. You don't have clearance for this, and that's that. Understood. 
Um, so with businesses, yes, I, I believe. Um, and whether or not it's the right way, it, it's so hard. Anytime that you're running something where there's so many moving parts and so many people and different types of people that you have to do something for, it's very difficult. Um, and it kind of sucks because a lot of the times it ends up being either majority rules or um, whoever someone thinks is important gets the say and that's it. Can there be more than one truth or is that just something liars say? I don't believe there can be more than one truth. There can be more than one vantage point or perception of the truth. I agree. But the truth ultimately is that word that I like now, factuality. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's accurate. Um, I think that's accurate. When people, um, when people hear truth or liar, there's such a connotation to it that feeling there's, there's, there are feelings and emotions that are attached to it that makes, makes a react, builds a reaction or a mindset. Um, and there are times that people lie and they don't know they're lying. You see something, we're on two, we're at two different angles. Like you've seen that picture of uh, Prince Harry, I think it is, and where, or maybe it's Prince William, and he has like his three fingers up, and one angle you could see that it's three fingers up, and on the other angle it looks like he's flipping the bird to somebody. So depending on where you are, that's what you see, and you can write a story. There were two different stories written, and you can write a story about it and say this is what happened, and people will look at it and be like, oh, well, that's what he's doing, but it's not. Truth is, he was not doing that, right? So that's the right. truth. And if I reported and said, he did this and I saw it, my angle of what I saw, that's what I saw. But I saw something that deceived me and it was not the truth. So I'm lying, but I'm not actively lying. Like I'm not trying to be a liar, but the thing that I said was not Fraudulent. true. It, yeah, it was not true. <laughs> it was not actual. It was not factual. But my perception of it is that that's what it was. And... So sometimes it's just, I see, and so that goes further. Sometimes when, when we see things, we, we shouldn't attach emotion to it right away because there could be a reason or there can be a backstory or you might not see the whole thing. You may be looking through one little lens and other things are blacked out and you can't see what it is. Imagine looking through, looking through a, a hole in the door, like a creek in the door, and seeing someone run up and push a child and knock them over. That looks really bad. But then when you look to see that they knocked them over because the car was coming and they were going to get hit, that's a completely different story. But if you don't watch, if you don't see the whole thing, you don't know. And you can see that one piece. You can put it up on social and say, this person's horrible. We need to cancel them. Find this person. Do all that. Like, we love to do cancel culture, jump up and whatever. And then realize, oh, that's not what happened. And hardly ever do does anyone get a, a sorry. It's just, oh, move on. Okay, wasn't that bad. False alarm is something else. For I always believe that it's tough to react off your feelings unless you have a full grasp of them. True. Sometimes feelings and emotions can be misleading. A lot. They could be activated by triggers. Yes, agreed. Agreed, and, and feelings are so strong. You feel something, you physically, like, it's in your mind, but you like you can physically get hot. You can physically get ill. You see something, you feel a certain way, and you can physically be ill. You can harm yourself just off of what you're seeing and thinking and your perception. So it's very it's 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 very strong. 
It's a very strong thing. And you can't come, you can't, someone will tell you that they're sick and they are sick, but they might be sick off of something that's all in their mind, but they're still sick. So there's that physical, that's that, the acceptance of, okay, something is wrong with this person, but what they think is wrong might not be what's wrong with them. And then there's that fight because people are saying, no, I'm sick. You don't believe me. I'm sick, but it's something else. Are they ready for that truth though? They're not ready for the truth. You could probably tell that someone's not ready for the truth when their body is turning on them for whatever's going on in their mind. Like if you you see something, you you feel something and your body shuts down, your body's like, I'm out. You're not ready for that truth. I mean, you might need to hear it and shut down anyway and then process it. And as you process, eventually you may get there. But usually if your body is having that type of reaction and you're 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 emotional and you can't you can't compose yourself and I mean people do crazy things. You hear something, you don't give someone else the benefit at all, benefit of the doubt, and then you react. That's crazy. We were just watching the Emmett Till story. Mm-hmm. It's like someone says someone did something and then you go all crazy and you start attacking and I mean that of course was based in a lot of racism as well, but it's still the same it's the same thing. It's working off of emotion and just reacting as judge, jury, and executioner off of your emotions and emotions are, are, are really strong. Love, hate, all of that, anything really passionate, it's it's very strong. And it's, you know. Sometimes you just gotta get out your feelings and deal with the facts. It's true. Be able to analyze things, become more aware of the facts and the truth. Agreed. Also, no one is more offended of of not being believed than a liar that lies all the time and is finally telling the truth. <laughs> the one time, it's like the one time you tell the truth or the one time like people get caught, like you do the worst things in the world and you get caught off of one thing that's not even you and people are like, oh, karma. Um, but no one's more offended than a liar that is like, and the, they really want to say to you, I, t- I lie all the time. This is the first time I'm telling the truth and no one's listening. You know, so. That sounds that sounds kind of personal. I don't know. Oh, it is. <laughs> it's personal. There are many times that it, personally that I've done something and I'm like, okay, didn't get caught for that. But then the one time that I'm like, no, I'm trying to be, nope, this is it. This is what it, and then all of a sudden everyone's like, no, no. Okay. All right. Try not to say, well, I should just go back to lying. No, I don't want to do that. But, yeah. But that feeling is also less, that's subjective because uh, I feel as a person who tries to tell the truth, when people tell me I'm lying, I'm offended as well. That's true. Especially if people judge you and assume that you're lying. I get the benefit of the doubt that I'm telling the truth a lot more. Like a lot. And I and I tell the truth a lot, but I do I can be sneaky at times. The same thing that we're talking about, especially because of like in business and in um, when you're leading something. And I tend to lead a lot, so there's a lot of um, you can't. It, I, there's a lot of clearances that I have in different positions where I can't say anything. Like I know a full story, and I'm like wow, and I have to talk to uh, I have to talk to people and kind of leave out certain information because I know I can't give them that information, but still try to to guide them in a way that I think is best for them. And and who am I to think that that I know what's best for someone and 
if you're guiding like 700 people, you usually <laughs> you're not guiding everyone in, in what's best for them. So um, many jobs, many jobs train people to be uh, truthful, yet not transparent. Yeah. Customer service is a good one for that. Absolutely. Absolutely. You have a script for something. You just have to talk. You have a script for something. You're like, oh, gosh, you're sitting there. Okay, the entire system's down, but I have to tell this. I don't want to tell the customer that because it makes it sound like you're inadequate. So here's a script. This is what you need to say. And essentially, the system is down, but you have to figure out a way to say it. And so that people are not losing faith in in whatever it is that you have and whatever you're selling or whatever. So, um, yeah, uh, jobs do that a lot, but they don't spend as much time in the why. Like if you tell someone to lie about something and in your mind you're like, okay, this is good, this will help because people can't deal with this information, but the person that you're telling to to withhold that information doesn't understand why that happens. And that happens a lot because in upper management you may be told and, and you understand, but the people that you're relaying the message to, they don't understand. So they just say what they're saying and either they're thinking this place is, everyone's just liars or they're just like, okay, well, people don't care about us. And um, sometimes that's how things go left field. Even like little personal interactions, like instead of telling someone that you don't like something, you throw it a compliment. Not even a compliment, you'll say something like, oh, you did that. <laughs> <laughs> look at you showing up. Yeah, look at you. <laughs> <laughs> or you look at somebody's baby and look at your baby just looking like a baby. Um, <laughs> That's yeah. like saying things that are truthful but not transparent. Yeah, it's truthful. You're here. You're existing. I'm not saying you're thriving. I'm just saying, look at you showing up. You're here. So that's true. That's part of that's part of motivating, trying to motivate people. But uh, yeah, sometimes you motivate, you attempt to motivate people, and that backfires too because they take it as you saying that they're great, they're doing great things, and they're not. So, sometimes it, it has an opposite effect of what you want. Anything else you want to talk about with the truth? Um, I don't know. Does it fit into the truth? I had a thought that maybe the Food and Drug Administration mm-hmm. should have policies that are meant to preserve the health of all the people. I agree. And not just saying they should be strict and just start banning things that are not healthy because people in America do have the right to destroy themselves. Yeah. Or not be as healthy as another person may think they should be. But I just believe the FDA, maybe they should only approve things that meet a certain quality level, a higher quality level than presently and just don't approve other things but I still have them available for sale for people who may be willing to purchase them I agree so more transparency or complete transparency and then voicing your support for certain things and letting people have the choice to say all right at least I know what this thing is if if it's not approved these are the ingredients or whatever and I can make that decision and say yes I want to do it or no I don't we all know that uh, many fast food places are not good for us and still so many people not only 
choose to frequent them, but also choose to give them to their children, regardless of what they hear. We hear things all the time. People just tune it out. Um, like the truth is, the truth is that according to standards of the FDA, something can have a certain percentage of fat in it and still be labeled as fat free. Correct. Now that's technically being truthful. Yeah. But it's not transparent when it's advertised as fat-free. When people hear fat-free, they don't just automatically assume, oh, it has a little bit of fat in it. Yeah, sounds like zero. Sugar-free. Yeah, well, yeah. And even if, you, even if you do label that, if you're just transparent and say this is how much it is, and because the percentage is so low, we're, we're rounding it to a zero. Okay, give that information. Most people won't even look at the information. So being right. transparent is not even like you have to. I'm no one saying you have to advertise it. Make it available so those people who care, um, and eventually maybe everyone will start to care. But those people who care have that that option on the package. It should be on, on the packaging. Package. It should be it. There's no reason for it now because you literally don't even have to take up more packaging space. You can put a QR code right on it because we go into stores all the time and it's like scan this QR code and find out where this was harvested and all of that. You can literally scan a QR code and it goes to a website that tells you all of that. So you don't have to add. It's not extra packaging. It's not any of that. And you can put it in through, your, I mean, with coding and you can put it into the, the website so it automatically pulls it up. But I think that would be a, a good way to, um, I mean, it's bad enough that the things that are listed on the food no one knows what you literally have to have a dictionary, a Latin dictionary, all kind of other things to figure out what it is Latin anyway. Dictionary. Like you're you're reading it and you're like, okay, just looks like someone took a bunch of letters and threw them against the wall and said, this is the name of this thing. It what does it mean to me? So before I eat something, then I will have to sit down and read this and then read the side effects and read what it's supposed to cause, what it's supposed to cure. Why why would you put this in here? Um, what is it in layman terms? Like what is it in layman's terms and why? Like, if I'm eating something and then I find out that one of the ingredients is an ingredient that's in antifreeze, what does that mean? Does it mean that there's antifreeze in my food? Or does it mean that something that antifreeze needs to help with its function is also something that's in the food? And why is that? And what does it need that, why do those two things need to be, you know, together? Like, there could be a lot more transparency. And, why and it's is not it like the research a, is not there. Why is it called a natural flavor if it comes out of beaver's ass? That's a, that's a question. <laughs> I mean, a beaver's natural, though, isn't it? <laughs> that might be a natural know. flavor. Oh, man. I mean, that might be extremely natural. But I could go into my um, my health suggestion. Yes, let's do that. Health suggestions. Make sure that you read the packaging and ingredients on your food. And research what the actual ingredients are, what they do, what they're derived from. I agree. It can I, be overwhelming. Yeah, and then I would suggest that you eat things that have as few ingredients as possible. Absolutely. If you pick up a little one thing and the ingredients list is like 30 things in it, like something's not right. And if you can't pronounce the words, then try to leave it alone. Yeah. If the words have more than five syllables... I agree. And if the ingredients have more than five things, like unless it's unless it's an, a fully cooked meal, 
that has a lot of things piled on. Like, why does this one thing need to have so much? Right. Why did all these things either... And most of the time, a lot of the time, it's not even because of flavor. It's to preserve it. And preservatives, I mean, that's a whole, that's a whole other subject. But, yeah, it's scary. What you put into your body. Try to eat things that are alive. That's what I heard once. Which would which would eliminate animals if I were following that strictly because I'm not eating a live animal, so Yeah. Alright. So I think that's it for truth. Probably. I feel like that's it for truth. Truth is an end never ending quest. This is true. But <laughs> this is true. That is the truth. But at this time of night, we're going to move on to another section. We already did our health, which is great. Um, let's talk about a little bit of news. More close to home news, I would say. Um, so our shows that we watch. <laughs> um, I was very sad last week or the week before. I'm not sure when my shows, when my shows are over. We had that season finale and just don't get, either you don't get the closure or you do get the closure, but you're still upset because that's your show. Like you get used to this day, I'm watching this and whatever, even for binge watching something. Um, so a few of our shows did end and it was uh, funny trying to find, like figure out what the new things are that we're going to watch. But then there are others that are going strong. So I'm just going to throw some out there okay. and, and. Because I was having trouble thinking about them. Thinking about them. We're going to throw some out there. So, Righteous Gemstones. Oh, Righteous Gemstones. That comes on tonight. It does. We're going to watch it. Well, we'll probably watch it tomorrow. But it does come on tonight. Yeah, I like that show. That show's hilarious. I'm constantly laughing. It's over the top. And, like, you just have to know going in that it's over the top and crazy. But it is hilarious. And the daughter in that show <laughs> cracks good. me up. I can't even like I don't know. It's it's um so if you haven't watched it, um I mean I, I don't think it's for everyone, so you may not like it. But if you like crazy comedy, um it's a family a, a family that runs a mega church. Yeah. Um <laughs> and there's just a lot. There's a lot there. So if you're super religious, you probably will not like it as much because there's a lot to unfold and it's kind of funny and poking fun at certain things but um it is hilarious to me um yeah and it surprises me every time like each character is so over the top in their own way um but it, it's hilarious so righteous gemstones we'll be watching that soon um ghost power book two we watched that we watched that earlier today um, the Power franchise is like one of my favorite things. I love it. I love how everything is written. I love the different characters. I love everything about so it. So sad. Even when, even when some things are weird, like you figure out something that's like odd. I'm not going to say anything about today because I know some people haven't watched it. So I don't want to, um, you know, give a spoiler. But even when I see things, I'm like, this, this is, yeah, they, they forgot this or this was mixed up a little bit. It's still great. I love it. And yeah, the storyline is good enough. Yeah. And every time you think that you like you you can guess certain certain things. So you're like, oh I got this. And then it's like just left enough for you to be like, wow. Like you're, oh yeah, I get this, I understand this. And then all of a sudden, wow, did that really happen? Goodness. Oh man. 
that person's really gone now. Okay, that's how they felt. All right. Um, but just really good. I like it. I mean, once again, not for everybody. Everybody's not going to like it. People on the internet complaining all the time. But I like it. It keeps me entertained. It is action-packed. There's so many stories going on. But all of them are entertaining to me. And that's good. Because sometimes there's a show, you're watching it, and there's a storyline, and you're like, what is this? Like, hurry up and get back to what we really want. Um, yeah, that's one of my favorite shows as well. Yeah, it's awesome. I really, I really love it. Um, that is one that I actually, that I get sad when it's done. But because um, 50 Cent, Mr. Curtis Jackson, is, um, it's brilliant the way him or whoever puts it together because there's so many different versions of them. And like when one stops, another one starts. Or there's something going on that f can fill that space. Right. Um, and I just, I really love it. I think it's really great. From Power, Original Power, to Raising Canaan, which was great um, and action-packed. And then Ghost, book two. Um, and coming, well, that leads me into the next thing. So Power uh, Force. So Tommy's story is going to be starting. It had its premiere, I believe, yesterday. Um, and It's an unofficial premiere. Unofficial premiere. So not premiere on, like, it had a premiere party and, and a viewing for um, for select people who are special enough to go. I thought um, my invitation got lost or something. Yeah, I would have, I probably would have been busy because, I would, you know, what had happened was I work um, and, you know, I can't let the kids down. You know, I love the kids. So, yeah, I, I and I didn't have time to fly out to... I believe it was in LA. Was it? I think it was. Um, and I couldn't I couldn't go. That's fine. Um, so fifty next time. Don't worry about it, you know. I'm no hard feelings and then like next time we'll figure it out. Um All right, what else? Oh part one finale of Ozark. Ozarks, yeah. Yo, Ozark is serious. I heard someone else on another podcast talking about it um, and saying like they couldn't get into it because it was too fake, whatever. And it's like, we're at what, season four? They were just starting season one. Yeah. Um, I love it. Even season one, I, I don't need, I don't need my, my movies to be, or my TV shows to be so serious and so like exactly what's gonna happen in life. Like if I'm watching a time frame of like a week in 30 minutes, there's going to be stuff that's like left out or there's going to be stuff that's amplified because it's supposed to be interesting. So right. for me, it started out like, whoa, what, what? I got to come back to see what's going, what's going on. And, um, it just keeps, it keeps stopping itself each time you think what's going to happen. How is this going to work out? Whatever. And every single time that it ends, it's like, what? And then in this one, because this is the final season of it, um, so they did the first, I think it was six episodes? Seven. Seven episodes for part one, and that finale was bananas. Bananas. Like, I don't know. <laughs> and I won't give it away, but if you haven't watched Ozark, start from the beginning, go straight through. It's just, it's really good. Jason Bateman is one of my favorite actors on the low. I think he's underrated. Definitely is. And, um, yeah, he's great. Like, I think it's, I think it's really good. And so people are going to... I'm going to make the statement I'm going to make right now, and then people are going to be like, no, insane. But the same feeling that I had or similar that I have for Breaking Bad and how that's like a cult classic right there, that's the same type of thing I get for this. Like, it's just, there's so much going on, and it's like a lot of action, and it's like well-written, and the characters are great, and they, there's so many characters that are like, there's something for everybody. 
until your favorite character is gone. But you know, <laughs> it, is, it is what it is. Um, Marty Bird, played Marty by Bird. Jason, played by Jason Bateman, is is awesome. It's a really baby just Bird, a really baby good. Bird. <laughs> <laughs> he's a really good guy. He really is. Like for me to tell you, he's a good guy, and he's like dealing drugs for or washing money for a drug cartel or whatever is like it doesn't seem like it it fits but he's a really good guy and there's a lot of craziness that happen around him and things that he has to do because of other people you know getting him into situations or even his wife like screwing stuff up screwing definitely like from the beginning screwing something um there's just a lot but great show like really Ozark, that's my that's my thing. So I'm I, I was just so like blown away by this finale, um, the part one. I know part two. I'm gonna be sad because you know it'll be a finale. But um, Buck was saying you know there's possibility for maybe spinoffs. Who knows? I don't even know who's gonna be left at the end if they're gonna like like completely just annihilate everyone. I don't know. But really good show. Um, another show. And another one. That I like a lot. And Buck used to like a lot. But he's not so much into it right now. But it's okay. Because this is the final season as the, of this as well. And it will be wrapping up. And should be tying up all the loose ends. And that is This Is Us. Yeah, This Is Us fell off a little bit. He thinks it fell off. I, I like it. But, you know, like I said, everything's not for everybody. But he still watches it. We still watch it. And, and I look forward to it every week. Um... I think it was great writing. I think at some point of the uh, of of its career, it might have been one of the best written shows. Like it was just it's just really great. Really great characters, whatever. Um the character of the sister is just annoying. That's what it is. Like she yeah. got my man Jack killed. Yeah. She yeah. She it's... driving Toby crazy. <laughs> and we already got some flashes to know that they're not gonna be together much longer and stuff. So yeah, it's um but I still like it. Because, I mean, such is life. Life is not always perfect and everything doesn't work out. And there's weird things and crazy people and, and there's a lot going on. And everything's, like, going on at the same time, which is crazy. We watch a movie, you see the scenes that they want you to see. And in real life, like, right now we're doing a podcast and across the the state, somebody's doing some craziness. And, you know, and a baby's being born and maybe a life is being taken. And there, there's just a lot. A lot of things happen. Um so. The thing I get from This Is Us is how Jack being such a great guy is actually a burden on his kids and their adult lives. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's true. <sighs> I think that's true. Um. Like, what's the... Um, What's the black dude's name on that Randall. show? Randall. Yeah, Randall is driving himself crazy trying to live up to him. This is true. And he also has other things going on, you know, being the only adopted person right. in the family and also being the only black person in the family. Kevin is driving himself crazy trying to live up to that. True. And he, I mean, he didn't do a good job of that for a long time, but now he's um making that turn and that turn is, it's a, it's a hard act to follow. Although their father wasn't perfect either, but yeah, I think that's see that's what I think is bothering me because I feel like they're gonna try to make him look less perfect to close it off. Maybe, but even when people have their faults, like 
no matter what he's done, unless they make him a pedophile or something, which they don't, they're not going to do. Like, no matter what he's done, we already know he was an alcoholic. You know, he tried to overcome that. Um, but he was still a good guy. Like, a really, really good guy. Cared so much. Loved his family to death, literally. How is he alcoholic, though? I don't understand. I How don't really he? get alcoholic vibes from him when they tried to act like he was an alcoholic. I didn't understand that. Well, they told us he was, and he told us he was, so we're just going to go with that. <laughs> not all the time. I mean, because you can be an alcoholic and not be, like, horrible. Like, you can be an alcoholic and it's just really bad. It's bad for you. It's bad for your liver. It's bad for... But you're not necessarily a mean drunk that's beating people up. Not like how his father was to his mother. He's not that. But right. he's still self-medicating with that alcohol and doing it too much. And not... Um, there were a few... There were very few times... And this is literally them showing us in like 40 minutes of this lifetime. So they didn't harp on it. But there were times that he wasn't where he should have been or he... Like he was missing or whatever because of that. Like there, was, there was, he he definitely suffered with it. But he he had his. I mean, he even went to AA and got his. Um, you know, he had his sobriety. He was um, sober and fell asleep in a the movie theater. Yeah, but that's because he was overworked. That wasn't that wasn't anything about at that point in time. It wasn't talking about him being an alcoholic. He was just tired because he was literally working, and because he was such a good person, he was working all this all of this to make his family work, but refused to neglect his kids in the sense that they wanted to go to the movies and he's going to take them. So he was tired, he fell asleep, and then his little bad child went <laughs> went out and traveled wherever the heck he was and ended up getting picked up by the police. I mean, child, like, eight years old. Um, but I still think, I mean, I think that's so normal. Like, that is normal. Like, parents are people, and so he was tired, overworked, all of this stuff to make his, to and to be present for his kids. And so that's not something I'm like, what happened to you? Why did you? I mean, I mean, you know, things happen. At least the kid, nothing was wrong with him. But I really like him. And I don't think there's there's not really anything they can do that's going to make me feel that he's um he's bad. He's just a great guy. Um, another thing we're watching, which not just this show, but like overall, almost all shows that we're watching right now. I'm, this one is Euphoria, but... Um, what is up with male nudity in like every show? They're showing dicks and everything now. <laughs> this shit is crazy. Every show. It's like, okay, I almost, I want to go back to the, to some point in time when it was like, things can be implied. Like you don't have to see everything and like eliminate any in, imagination that you could possibly have. You don't have to see everything going on. I also don't necessarily, I mean, some people disagree, but I don't necessarily want to see people getting beat. I don't want to see, like, certain things, I can imply that it happened, and I don't have to see this this visual. But especially this, I just don't see how it adds to a lot of things that's going on. I don't, I can't recall seeing actual vaginas on TV. Yeah, I mean. Women been walking around chest naked. That was like a step up, even though men been walking around chest naked forever. Yeah. Now they're just showing dicks or penises and everything. Like That's true. It's a lot. Um, sit down and watch something. I mean, you have to like really watch the ratings now and see what it says because you'll be watching with not even kids. Like I could be watching with my 16 or 17 year old nieces or something, and and it's just weird and not like it's it's just not something I want. And it's not even like oh I'm giggling or oh it's uncomfortable necessarily. It's just like. 
I don't understand why. Some things you under, I understand why. Some things I see and I'm like, well, oh, okay, I understand how that fits in. But sometimes it just feels like it's a random scene that's like, what is going on? And why is this like the opening of a scene? That's what you'll see. Like people just talking like normal. Like if you would have cut that same shot but not showed all of that, it would have been fine. So I don't know. But Euphoria is crazy. I looked, I read online. A lot of people are, are really upset about it. And um, like just the portrayal of high school children the way that they portray them and it, and a lot of things were written saying that it was glorifying it and people are trying to boycott and all of that um and it's crazy because it may be very accurate as to what's going on in certain parts of our country anyway but when you show it on the screen and it's like you get to know these characters and you like them sometimes it does feel like it's glorifying some of those things i still really like the show though the weird part to me is that I judge by, my thing is judging the target audience by the music that is played in the soundtrack. And the music that's played in that soundtrack doesn't seem like it's aimed at a young audience. They don't play new songs in there. Yeah, not so much. They rarely play new songs. They play a lot of old songs, like, for our age group. True. But the cast, but then when you have the casting... So you cast someone like Zendaya, which a lot of the younger, I mean, a lot of the younger kids know from, you know, Disney or whatever. So you know of that person, you know, and, and then you like her in a lot of other things. She's a great actress and is, is very, like, she's well-versed in a lot of different areas. And so she kills this character. Like, I watch this and it is her. Like, I see her in other things, no, but this character, I watch, I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, I feel everything for this girl. And, um... Yeah, it's like, it doesn't necessarily mean the music. The music might not be, and I get what you're saying because there's definitely a target audience, but depending on who you're casting, whenever it's set for like high school students or there's, I mean, and they're definitely set in high, she's not a high school student, but she's playing one. So there's that chance of that overlap. I know where um, the kids that 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 I interact with in high school definitely watch the show. That's one of their favorite shows, so... Um, and I, I mean, and I watch the show, but I'm, I would never talk to them about a lot of the things on the show because that's just going to be, there's a lot of awkward conversations. Some things, yes, we could, we, we, we have to speak about, but there's a lot in there that's like, wow. Wow. Anyway. Anyway, that's just some of our, um, some of our shows. We just finished watching, today we were watching, um, some games. So the Bengals and the Rams. Are going to the Super Bowl. Yes, ma'am. Who do you have winning? I want the Rams. I picked the Rams to win the Super Bowl earlier this year. You did. But I really want, I would want the Bengals to win because the Bengals haven't won. I don't think ever. Yeah, I want the Rams to win for a couple of reasons. I like their colors better. I know it has nothing to do with football. Um, I like Odell Beckham. I would like for him to win. I also just think that it's in LA. They're at home for the Super Bowl. So that's another plus. Um, and it's kind of just set up for that to happen. So good luck to both. Like whoever wins great. It's not, I'm just, I'm, I'm happy that it wasn't going to be like Bengals and 49ers because I'll be honest, I didn't want to see that. I would have been bored. So just my thought. Yeah, so go Rams. Yeah, go Rams. 
All right, so real quick, let's see if there's any entertainment news that is newsworthy to us. Um, Lisa Vanderpump falls off her horse. Okay, no. hospitalized with a broken leg. I know you don't even know who that is, so we'll move forward. Um, X Miss USA, dead at 30. Chelsea Crist apparently, allegedly, jumped from her New York City apartment um, this morning and has passed away. She left, uh, she left a, the, the last um, post that she left was kind of um, weird. And she also left a, a, a note to give all of her things to her parents or her, to her mother. So um, everything is pointing to it being a suicide. Um, just very sad. I don't know what I don't I don't pretend to know what it is that makes someone feel like they should take their life. Um, I I don't understand it, but you've got to be very very sad and very hurt to do that. Um, so my prayers go out to her family. Anything you have to say about that book? No. All right, nothing more to say about that. Um. WKRP in Cincinnati star and also head of the class star Howard Hessman died at 81. A lot of people are passing away. It's sad, but he was 81. So, um, I don't know. It said that he, he was at Cedar sinai in LA for colon surgery last summer, um, but it resulted in complications and that's when things started to go south. So, um, Getting sick, getting sick with stuff and just, uh, it's sad. But anyway, he was awesome. And so, rest in peace. Rest in peace. Nick Cannon hosts a baby shower with his new child's mother, or future child's mother, who is Johnny Manziel's ex. Gender reveal, and it is a boy. And if we remember just about a month ago, um, his his son passed away so um congratulations to him and still happy thoughts going out to him for the loss of his other son um anything about cannon starting a little army over there he is starting a little army slow time little army um yeah so yeah 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 all right i'm trying to think if there's anything else that was interesting. Australia may be a no-go for Kanye West unless he gets double jabbed. Um, so he, I mean, but Australia is not letting anyone in unless they're fully vaccinated. And Kanye did get his first shot, but just doesn't didn't have the second one yet. So how long does it take for him really to get the second one? So this might not even be news. But if you remember, originally Kanye was against the um, the vaccine. And then I don't know when that changed, but... He's gotten his first shot, so he may be getting the second. Um, yeah, so I don't know why it's like news for him to be halfway vaccinated. Whatever. All right. So I'm thinking, oh yeah, we didn't talk about um, Jermaine Dupri uh, and Janet Jackson, but mainly Janet Jackson and her documentary. How did you feel about the documentary? I mean, it was cool. 
it was nothing that I really wanted to know about Janet Jackson. Yeah, I, mean, I, I mean, like Janet Jackson's music. I don't have anything against her. I'm not trying to be rude or disrespectful or anything, but Janet's usually very private. So right. any insight, like all the the home videos and different things that we got to see, it was really cool. But it's not like she's in the middle of any controversy or anything right now. So it's not like it was just like whatever. She she does have an album, I believe, coming out. Um, she has a a son, so he plans on you know being with him and not overworking herself. We got a little bit of insight on her first marriage. She did um she did put a stop to the rumors that she has some some child in the 80s that she's been hiding all of these years so she said she would not do that and that's not accurate um, i thought it was funny i thought it was funny that at the beginning she let people know that she didn't want to be just cold she didn't want everything to be about michael <laughs> and then they made later on they made her do a whole segment about michael jackson not only did she do a whole segment about michael jackson but the first 21 minutes of the entire thing was about michael and also the jackson five right. like she was the afterthought it took 21 minutes before it was like okay let's talk about and i get it i mean it's her family and it's a famous family so it might be the back the backstory and and understanding and some of understanding who she is um <clears throat> but yeah that was funny that she said that and then I still, it's crazy because I still don't understand who she is. Like, it didn't really, I don't feel like it told us anything. It didn't tell much. She's still very um, private. She's still very shy. And it didn't, I mean, we got to see whatever, Renee's videos. He taped her for 10 years straight. So we got to see some of those. Um, but not really much. And we got to hear from friends or people who are around that would never re leak that information anyway and so they got to get a little bit of their opinion out um so it's just a thing and i think mainly for fans that loved her anyway and just want to get any information they can and also for some people who wanted to hear or see some things with michael um you know i think that was like the way she wrote rhythm nation yeah we didn't even get into that kind of like thought process or her thoughts on those kind of things, even though she then addressed that kind of thing again and scream. Yeah. Like it was just like subtle that she threw out the song and it didn't really give me much. Yeah, it didn't go really deep into that. And um, honestly, I didn't even realize that she was a songwriter of a lot of her songs. Like I did not know that. I thought that um, I knew from her first album that she didn't, the first official album before Control. Um, that she didn't write. So I did see something there where it was like, okay, someone just was writing things for her. But I didn't realize that she wrote um, a lot of her songs, or if not all of them, at least co-wrote most of them. And um, so listening to the, the, the lyrics a little bit more, even if it's not a, a beat that you like or necessarily that she's the, the best vocalist, just listening to the lyrics was really... I, I, I pulled up a bunch of them, even though I used to sing them. As a kid, I used to sing them and not really think about it. I used to sing Rhythm Nation and um, not really go deep into it. It went over my head. It was like, oh, they're dancing and I like this. And I love the performance. And so it was mo mostly that. Um, and as an adult listening to it and reading the lyrics, it's like, wow. And especially since all of it is still relevant to this day. The same as, um, you know, Michael Jackson was great and he was amazing. He was the greatest but he did have these type of songs as well, where people just liked it because they heard his voice and you hear the passion or whatever, but when you look into the lyrics, crazy and amazing. So, and Jermaine Dupree is all, all over the news now for being an idiot and losing Janet, just being like, who 
Did you Maybe really? it wasn't that much of a loss. We might yeah. be giving her too much credit. Well, maybe, maybe not. I think he I think he feels like it was a loss as well. So I'll go off of his his reactions. Um he knew he was a knucklehead and it is what it is. Um He also said that he feels like he could have fought hard, fought harder and if he would have then it would have probably still been going on. Yeah, even even through, I mean, she's been through a lot, so she probably would have still, like she said, there was a portion where she was, and even now she's like, he's a really great guy, great um, heart, but she said there was a portion where he was just working. You would think she was working more, but he was working so much and wouldn't take the time to just be there. So there's, there's a lot, um, there's a lot to unfold there, but you know what, she's moved on and he's moved on. So um, did you hear... Uh, Chris Brown is being sued for um, allegedly drugging and raping a female. He says it's completely false and he wouldn't do that, whatever. But um, that's what he's dealing with now, just in time for his album to drop, which is what he was saying. Like every time something big is supposed to happen for him, people come out with these allegations. Is that what they call a rollout? <laughs> he's upset. And, and of course, his, his friend Tory Lanez is trying to support, <laughs> support him. That's um, the wrong support. The wrong type of support. Joke. Like, leave this man alone. Like, uh. Tell me what happened with the Tory Lanez. That's crazy. So, Tory, I mean, even the Tory Lanez thing, the, I mean, I guess there's not much, there's not much to be said there because even when you look up the information, there's not that much information about the proceedings and what's going on. I know there was supposed to be something in January, early January, um, court proceedings or something but i think it was just like a preliminary stuff because there's nothing out there's no information about it um i'm not even sure that tory was in court it may have just been his lawyers um and just like preliminary pre preliminary things um going well, on where there. was that you just said what? preliminary who preliminary what happened with the dude that killed nipsey hustle i don't know i don't know i haven't heard much about him. So I'm not sure. This world is crazy. This world is crazy. Crazy. Alright, well, um, Buck, you already gave your health um, information. And yeah, strength, love, and blessings. <laughs> Someone sounds like they're pretty uh, tired. Definitely. You're very tired. Alright, well, my closing remarks, as always, learn to love who you are while striving to be a better version of you each day. Don't base your actions solely on your emotions. Try to find principles to live by and base your actions on those. Aim to be a good person and then stick to your word as closely as you can. You cannot please everyone, so just try to be a good, try to be good and everything else will work itself out. Those words are very true and very difficult at times to do, but try to stick as close to them as you can. Um, strength, love, and blessings. Always. Always. Always and always. And we are the Ladies and Goons Podcast. This is episode five. I hope you enjoyed it. Ladies. And goodbye.